0: Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I told you you were going to love this one, Chris, this opening.
1: Uh, yeah, tweet Johnny, thanks. thanks for uh, having me.
0: Guest host Johnny Knoxville here. Nothing better to do than host the Beat It Movie Reviews. <laughs> uh, I will not tweet about it. I refuse to. We are forever. I feel like we're the jackass of podcasts. <laughs> At least that's how I, they would describe us. We are going to uh, review Jackass Forever today. Um, the newest jackass movie. Really incredible stuff. What is it? Uh, 10 years or 20 years after the first movie? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, jackass. As a staple of Americana. Jackass has lasted longer than the Confederacy, which I know you have that flag behind you of that. So I know uh, you would understand that. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge fan. Big, big fan. Next to your don't tread on me flag. You really have too many flags going on.
1: Right, right next to um, the rainbow flag. I got all these different ones. They <laughs> oh, yeah, all flash yeah. and don't uh, are inconsistent with the, any views. But
0: yeah, I don't mean to you know. to make the audience think that you're into the Confederacy. You're into flags.
1: Yeah, I just it, collect all kinds of flags.
0: It's kind it of just so here. happens. It's mostly inflammatory <laughs> flags. That is just a coincidence. A couple of jackasses. So why don't we get into it? We're gonna. It's been a while. We took a break because not really any movies uh, that we wanted to passionately review. And believe me, it's going to get passionate. We're going to take off our clothes. It's kind of a foreplay situation, this podcast. Uh, very passionate.
1: Yeah, jo- Even though Joe and I are, are video chatting with each other, we only stared at each other's eyes through the camera. <laughs> Just directly.
0: It's, it's like just staring at a robot the entire time, so none of us get the benefit of it, but we know, spiritually we know we're really looking at each other in the eyes. Exactly. So why don't we look into the eyes of these movies, Chris, and shows, and who knows, miniseries, um, mini-movies. <laughs> let's get into it. What have you been watching, Chris?
1: Uh, let's catch up on uh, the Chris and Joe Boba long. Let's mustard on that. Or I guess conveniently, because it's the last two episodes we haven't talked about, the Chris and Joe uh, Mando long.
0: Yeah, this is true. It is the Mando long. We're back at it. We're back at reviewing the Mandalorian. And full disclosure out there, it's been two weeks for so for the TV stuff. It, we might be talking about both episodes at the same time. Because I don't know the difference. Uh, no, they 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 were notable. This is the Mando episodes. I remember you messaged me and you said, it's just an episode of The Mandalorian, this, the newest one uh-huh. uh, from two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, interesting. Is it just like he's in it a lot? Uh, and I didn't ask you that. I was just like, oh, cool. I can't wait to see what he means by that. But then you very truly was just an episode of The Mandalorian. I felt like The Mandalorian uh, with Jon Favreau. He does both series. I think though. he's just like, yeah. Can uh can I borrow a couple Boba Fett episodes for Amanda? They're like, yeah, go for it. Um, what did you think about just that
1: as an idea with the show? I you know the thing is like, I'm fine with it, but uh, I think that it kind of the name of the show is weird because contextually it feels like it should just be like the new star wars stuff like this these shows are all just like the new star wars show call it star wars legends or something right like if he called it that no one would be mad yeah yeah people are so it's funny because i think that um people are just already so upset about in way many different ways of how boba fett was going and then once they got to the Mandalorian stuff, it was like, "See, I I fucking hate it. Mandalorian's better. He comes and the, the show is better and stuff like that." Yeah, and it, it's funny because it's like, well, he had two seasons with this character, so yeah. Of course, you're gonna care a lot more about what they're doing. You're already and it can emotionally be invested. Yeah, because yeah, like
0: yeah. everything that was cool is like he's seeing all these characters that we already know. That he's interacted with so it's like oh cool we're like hitting it a hundred instead of um but then again like the last episode of Boba Fett meeting uh Sigmund Freud what's her name what's uh what's his partner's name it's not Sigmund Freud I don't know why I are you talking about
1: Fennec Shand
0: Fennec Shand (laughs) see (laughs) Sigmund Freud Fennec Shand not not that different but uh that episode felt like okay shouldn't this like really be about shouldn't this feel like characters who know each other in some way and it it was just a mess episode um and yeah here you have the mandalorian just proving that it does have a lot more like of that uh establishment to it but yeah I kind of was more shocked to see the second episode be a Mandalorian episode because I (laughs) felt like the last one tied it in to Boba Fett Uh really well. It was like, oh, cool. That was awesome that it felt like a Mandalorian episode,
1: but it's to get us back to Boba Fett. (laughs) And then this next (laughs) one's
0: like, no, we're sticking there. We're
1: sticking with them. We're going to be even more lost in this other world than what you thought you were going to see.
0: Yeah, it it felt like a a two-part episode. You know, like, that. this could have easily been, like, an hour and a half episode uh-huh. that was just both of them, and then it wouldn't have felt so weird. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, I do think it is going to all tie really well uh, to this finale episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Well,
1: I mean, I'm just hoping they just do another Mandalorian-only episode for the season finale, because <laughs> I think that would be funny as fuck.
0: Well, yeah, they're about to, like, battle whatever the drug battle with Cad Bane is going to be. That's the the tube-faced blue guy. Like, right before Mandalorian gets a call from Grogu, and he's like, I gotta go. It's the kid. And then you follow him. And you're like, wait, are we literally in a ship traveling with Mandalorian instead of in the battle?
1: And they'll be like, yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are. And you'll be mad Um, no matter what we do.
1: (laughs) I think, so... There's a, a couple things that are funny because, like, in that first episode with the Mandalorian, they use the uh, the Naboo Starfighter, but make it like a hot rod. Yeah. Like a classic car. And the thing is, like, I always thought the Naboo Starfighters were ugly as fuck.
0: They were really they, dumb.
1: But then in this episode, it becomes sick as fuck. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. This is kind of blowing me away. It was the yellow that really fucked those Nebu fighters. Up, <laughs> yeah, I right guess how huh, the full chrome instead, it's like, oh yeah, this works way mm-hmm. better. And actually, I think it's also the fact that it's not—it doesn't have all the slick panels. Yeah, that make it just seem like you know, yeah, just super slick. And now it's got all the the uh, exposed pieces showing and stuff. It just looks more junky and cool, which the is classic guess, Star Wars. Yeah, but all the other the X-wing and Millennium Falcon, all those always have exposed uh, engines and stuff like that that make it look cool.
0: Yeah, and it's that was always a, a a weird jarring shift because those Naboo fighters felt like Episode One's X-wings, right? And it was such a departure from the X-wing, like just yeah. as in overall production design and style. Which uh-huh. makes sense. It it's a totally yeah, it's different a era, different
1: planet, different. You know, yeah. Nature. It's like the
0: height of society too, because uh-huh. everything after that with society was awful. Like empire ruled, and then uh-huh. so uh, it's fall like, of the empire. So there's a
1: level of jank to everything after mm. the empire ruined the rest of the planets or whatever. Yeah, yeah so it made it, sense, what's funny but it still like, sucked. The, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The X-Wing is such, like, a unanimously cool ship, like, to everyone. Yeah. And then they made the Naboo Starfighter, and they're like, this will be good. And That's what's
0: funny like, about the what? Razorback, too. Uh, the Mandalorian ship, his old one. Huh. Yeah. It was like, you know, they have models of that and toys. Like, they, sure, it's gone now, but that was, like, their ship. And it's like, we're going to put this up to the Slave One as a comparison, uh-huh. and it sucks. Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? Uh, I think it uh, was maybe a popular Clone Wars ship, but I'm not sure. Okay. If, yeah, because if sure.
1: the thing is, like, it's interesting because you're like, well, how's he going to do bounties now that he only has, like, a one-seater ship with a little pod for growth? They're going to be in the pod. Yeah. He's going to shove them in there. He's yeah. going to throw them in there. Hopefully it's only one person.
0: Yeah, it just seems like a bad
1: uh, car for your job. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, he. It's Mandalorian's going through a midlife crisis and gets a fancy hot rod car (laughs) for to solve his problems. When really he's just missing Grogu. Yeah, like dude, just go get your boy. (laughs) Also, uh, they really this episode also or the newest episode that involves uh, Luke. What a piece of shit, dude! I hate Luke forever for making (laughs) Grogu choose. I'll never well, forgive him. Well, Luke this is like the Luke
0: that the last Jedi proposed. Yeah. Like this and when has Luke really shown us more? He's a dipshit more in the movies than like someone who's legitimately cool. Yeah. And then everyone's just like no, he's going to be a legend. It's like no, he was like <laughs> kind of a a ween and a he failure. Did fuck up. Yeah, like he yeah. totally
1: fucked up. He's a failure of a teacher. His his first student became a sith lord went to the dark side ruined more of the universe yeah <laughs> and so... he did, and in his life he just he just helped his friends escape and uh and that's that that was the end of his life yeah so what a great legacy for for as as children watching return of the jedi and thinking wow they saved the universe and lived happily ever after
0: nope things if things continue they get bad i actually i uh i like the last jedi i don't know why i have to get into this as i continue yeah i hate i
1: do too actually
0: so but i also understand how if you're going for purity it seems like it lost the the memo but i don't know if that's a bad thing either for something that's fucking 60 years old, like get off it. <laughs> yeah. It's dead. We argue yeah. about star Wars stuff. Cause imagine it's like so ubiquitous that imagine if someone was like, we came up with a new blue and then they showed you the a color that they're like, this is the new blue. Everyone would be tearing each other's fucking heads off. Cause they'd be like, no blue is supposed to be this. <laughs> and, th- and that's how we are with uh, star Wars. Now it's like that
1: much of this
0: yeah. truth to certain people.
1: Yeah, like I feel like all the Star Star Wars stuff I enjoy most is like when they get the further away they get from, from that stuff, like, like the old, uh, Knights of the Old Republic games and stuff like that. Yeah, is always like way cooler because they can just use the the lore, but make their own stories that yeah and because there's actual the jedis we there already yeah
0: we're like no like, let's go was- to the timeline where there's zero fucking jedis or the only jedi is luke <laughs> uh, by the way yeah. i'm actually releasing a new blue as an nft <laughs> i did want to just quickly let people know that um so get on it <laughs> But yeah, that's probably enough Star Wars talk. But anything else to say yeah. about the Mando? Just make a um, Star Timothy Wars all-fan
1: Star Wars show spinoff. Just do that.
0: Oh yeah, he's he's the man. He's the cowboy we
1: want and need. Just you no, know, they're gonna do a, a Justified movie or something like oh, that. Right. They're doing like a they're doing like a new Justified thing. But just that's make a Star new Wars movie, so. Justified uh, crossover. You know, make it work. Yeah. I'll buy it.
0: Like if he just says like, that's his name. Like, oh, I (laughs) used to go by whatever. I
1: used to go by justified. Yeah. He's like, I used to be Raylan Gibbons. Now I'm Star Wars. My name is Star Wars. (laughs) It's likely.
0: Um, Let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk Peacekeeper. I do think with Peacekeeper, unlike uh, Boba Fett maybe we we don't spoil it for people uh huh yeah I don't sure know if that's possible but <laughs> something in my gut says like that's this is show that actually the spoilers they won't ruin it but
1: like it's it's fun that's part of the fun of this show yeah as the surprises yeah. and the actual turns and twists of the the story. Yeah. Boba said
0: sure. it's like, okay, just like, it's cool stuff on the screen. Go enjoy. Let me tell you the cool stuff that you're better off
1: yeah. seeing. Yeah. And de- the internet definitely does not give a shit about spoiling that show. That's for sure. That, that show I watch terrified at midnight every <laughs> Tuesday. Cause I'm like, yeah. fuck, someone's going to post something on Twitter. Yeah. Luke,
0: <laughs> just a picture of the Luke. And you're like, Oh no, that, that's just a, a game graphic. <laughs> This. yeah yeah, so, Peacemaker. Uh, I think we Peacemaker. haven't talked about
1: like the last like three episodes, two or three, so
0: that could be. Um yeah, I'm loving the show. I think it's it's just a blast, like a yeah. good time. Um I uh this is kind of the the biggest hit for me, I think, for a superhero show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like we touched on before, it's like uh, it has that that way with like the boys where the boys does it of like just the shock, the shock value of some of mm. the the stuff that can't and it can be ultra violent. And it's like James Gunn is like in his element here of like the master of like R-rated superhero stuff.
0: And, yeah, having And just superhero it.
1: stuff in general. But the fact that he is able to do the R-rated stuff, it's like he really knows how to balance it. It's it's really awesome.
0: It feels like uh like 90s era comics, but with uh, more self-awareness. Yeah, like yeah. maybe
1: we're we are shitheads and then you're like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. so I really love that. It feels like a McGruber-esque, like the way Peacemaker is. Uh huh. A guy who's skilled but seems to like get lucky, but also like when he. But yeah, it, he, but he plan? is really skilled when yeah, when, like he needs to be, and just a shithead who's good-hearted
1: <laughs> but a shithead. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm very it's excited. Like, for like a, it's like Cobra Kai too in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a bit. I'd say uh, Peacemaker definitely funnier. Than
1: yeah. Cobra Kai. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um it's so sick the I like how the, the villains basically they turn them into like these like zombie monsters now. Or yeah, some yeah. of the villains. That yeah, what's is it? really great for like the violent cannon fodder that they get to just blast people and blow off heads and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and you don't feel bad because
1: they're already gone. Yeah, even though they are actually like sentient too. <laughs>
0: yeah but they're evil bugs uh, allegedly yeah allegedly depends what side you're on, you know we don't need to go into politics but um <laughs> but yeah, I really love this show, and we'll uh we'll probably check in once the finale comes and do like a a spoiler section where we'll talk about it then yeah. should catch up that's on h b o
1: max Chris, what else have you been watching? Uh, Real quick, just watch the last two episodes of Euphoria. I didn't watch uh, last night's episode, though, yet. But, yeah, I just kept caught up with the Euphoria. Been uh, enjoying it, even though, like I said, it is weird. Actually, you know what's funny is that when I talked about it, I had only watched... I had, like, just watched the first season. But I had told you how. I was like, oh, it's weird that they, like... Really romanticize drug use and like hypersexualize underage kids, high school students, and like show them naked all the time. Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm then, listening. like, the
1: next week, <laughs> the next week, like, the internet was shitting on it and being upset with it. And, uh, like, I guess Dare got mad at them. Oh, yeah, I did hear about it. that. All that Dare, everyone but was like, I just, what the fuck yeah, it's like, about? yeah.
0: You're out of the and, game. You're like PETA, where we're like, dude, exactly. no, get out.
1: Yeah, because I know that like I was voicing those, I guess, uh, those things I noticed, but I wasn't ever like, this show needs to be canceled or something. I just was like, I've, I feel like when, as I'm watching it, I'm very aware of those things. But I know that plenty of shows do stuff like adult stuff with kids where... You know, it's like you can't just censor every adult show because a kid might watch it or something. I just thought it's funny that I got through only like half of the first season and already thought that, but then it took the fucking internet two years to fucking realize it. Yeah, I wonder if they talked about it
0: like when the first season ended because I I don't really like hear much on Twitter about it. Yeah. Um around the first season, I wonder now because it just came back, people are yeah. talking I about think it. it more. I guess it
1: maybe it, it got more popular now that it's back more than it was in its first season, and that's Zendaya's why there's even more bigger. attention. Yeah, yeah. Cause now she is like really, you know, her Malcolm her and Tom and Holland power power couple, you know.
0: I know. There are now there are new uh Sean Mendez and Camilla Cabello.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I. I got dude, you got to see. Uh, you, you have to watch it just for there's an episode where uh, one of the characters' dads gets really wasted and then he pulls his dick out and then just pisses all over his living room uh, floor. And they show his dick while he's pissing. Oh, and I'm like, oh, gosh. cool. I've never seen a pissing dick on a TV series, <laughs> not on a TV series, but. And then, he, and then he uh, has a full conversation with his whole family while his dick is out of his pants. It's pretty great. That's a good scene. Some of the yeah. clips I've seen are all are funny. Uh huh. I don't know if those are just the ones people are sharing, but it seemed like there, a pretty funny show. Yeah, there there are definitely parts of it that are funny, and uh, that's kind of what helps it be more than just a you know straightforward drama. There's like there's parts of it that are funny or weird or awkward stuff like that. But yeah. So crazy fucked up show. Good watch. Classic HBO shit.
0: Yeah. Get your uh get your drugs out and watch it while fucking <laughs> uh let's talk about fucking I watched Encanto. I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say plan B, which I watched. Let me circle that back. We got the joke, we got the laugh out of the joke. I did watch your top 10 movie plan B. Oh, finally sick. got around to watching it. So I think now I just have Coda to okay. to watch. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a really funny movie. It feels like one of those movies that's necessary like for adolescents, for college-age kids, uh-huh. you know, high school especially that yeah. doesn't get made. Yeah. You know, you're like, True. oh, man, I, I can almost feel the spot that this movie fills. Uh-huh. The whole... Yeah. It fills. It's like...
1: So. A, <laughs> it is... It's kind of like a girl's equivalent of Superbad. Mm-hmm. But, feels like, so. way more important of a message. Uh,
0: it's It's <laughs> like, I can't imagine too much of this movie being problematic Uh uh-huh later it's like well there's certainly parts of super bad that don't play wonderfully but uh oh yeah for sure definitely uh not trying to cancel it just trying to cancel the creators of it (laughs) Uh, but yeah it's it's like something you could watch with your mom like a girl uh Uh, 17 18 16 year old girl could watch with her mom and they'd still laugh and it's not like cheese ball but it's still also like super uh, grody
1: and funny and you know goes there yeah it's like a real R rated comedy coming of age comedy and then also the characters feel like they're really friends like they have like a very believable friendship yeah it is it's a it's a good one and some good
0: surprises with the uh the her being a lesbian and that drama between her not being able to tell her friend. Uh a lot of a lot of cool stuff in it, so I was a fan. Yeah, cool. Glad you uh enjoyed it. Well, it wasn't that good, but uh <laughs> I, <it was> good.
1: <laughs> What else you've been watching? Uh, let's see i caught up on a couple episodes of Righteous Gemstones. So I've basically just been watching everything on HBO. So Wow, it's so you're an HBO
0: good. boy. I was thinking yeah. about it. Somebody asked if you had to just keep one, Netflix or HBO, which one would you keep? And it's hard, hard question. I think I actually lean towards HBO. I think there's a lot on Netflix and a lot of great stuff, but I think
1: just quality stuff. Yeah, that HBO. is an interesting question, because... I think there the other thing too is like the way that HBO releases their stuff is weekly and I feel like I would have to stick with it longer because of that right. too. Right.
0: That's what they do. That's what right. would
1: happen, right? They like Game of Thrones ends and then,
0: "Oh, but a new show is yeah. going the next week." You're like, oh, "I guess I'll I'll never
1: quit this." Yeah, and I feel like with Netflix, it's like you could have net like a get a sub for like one out of every, like, five months with Netflix and then just watch, like, all the stuff you missed those five months. True. You'd and be then... psycho. <laughs> <laughs> your
0: your life would suffer for you know, Well,
1: you know how, ne- I mean, Netflix will release a show and it's the full season, and then so you'll watch it in, like, a weekend or something if it's, like, really good. Yeah. But you never do that with H- HBO shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You watch forty shows in a weekend when you've uh, haven't subbed to Netflix. Multiple for five screams, months. screams. What am I watching? Horror. Stop, stop, Joe. Uh, uh, so yeah, gemstones. so righteous gemstones. Great, great show. Very funny. Really glad it's back. I it kind of was something that went away, and I didn't really think about. But now that it's back, I just remember all the, uh, the funny characters in the show. That I liked a lot that uh, it's it's kind of weird, though, because there's some characters from the first season that aren't really in the show anymore. And uh, they were important in the first season. So I, I de- it definitely seems like a show where they didn't have an idea of what they were going to do for season two. And they changed a lot uh. to make a season two or just gave characters like more history that is interesting to give them motivations for season two. They like, thought we were going to get canceled. Other characters. Yeah, they're like, I thought this was going to be one and done, guys. You no. want me to do season two? Uh, really have to pull shit out of my ass here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it is interesting that it's uh, kind of got that different direction, but it still feels like the same show, essentially. So Cool. At least a surprising season, that sounds
0: like. You know, yeah. not one of those things where you're like, oh, I kinda know what's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, 'cause they get they give more backstory to John Goodman's character that like you don't really have any idea of in the first season, and then you're like, Oh wow, he's uh he was he used to be a uh like a he was like a lone sharks basically like uh yeah, muscle. The muscle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But yeah, that's the righteous gemstones on
0: HBO Max. Again, a lot of HBO Max love here. Um, so let's let's talk about it. Encanto, you already know I watched it. I finally got around to seeing this one. Uh, it took me a while, and I will say I realized this uh, after watching it, and it does inform in my thoughts on the movie. Is a lot of these uh, Disney animated films they just haven't done it for me in quite a while. Just Personally, I think I'm just like not getting the magic, although Uh I I can see that there's magic there. It's just not hitting me. Uh, That's probably why I didn't I took so long to watch it as well. I was just like, okay, Um, but I didn't really like this movie at all. (laughs) I (laughs) I thought it was like aimless. I didn't really know what kind of movie it was supposed to be as it's happening. Uh huh. You know, like, yeah, I get that she has to figure out why the house is losing its power and all that. But I just was like, I never felt like it locked into what kind of movie it was, okay, like what genre even. Um, uh-huh. And it seemed like a lot of the things with the powers that seemed cool about it that the family has weren't really used as much in any fun way, really. And I didn't really love the songs either. So for me, I just—it's uh, weird because I really loved the the message of it and thought there were a lot of interesting concepts in it. But then I was just like, "Oh, this isn't this doesn't seem fun
1: at all to me," and I hate it. <laughs> have you seen Encanto? I have not seen it yet. I need to watch it. Unfortunately, I have not watched it yet.
0: Yeah, I'm would like to. I, I mean, people, I've just looked through the reviews. Anytime I uh i don't like a popular movie i looked through the reviews to see you know is there other people who didn't like it why didn't they connect with it but i couldn't really find any bad reviews <laughs> of Encanto. <laughs> so i'm like what the fuck's
1: wrong yeah. with me so yeah because uh the the f- couple of people i've talked to who have watched it seem to really love it or uh, one of the like our one of our friends who has kids the kids kids really love it and uh so i thought like oh okay well, I guess it's just another Frozen or something like that, but it's I don't. Not as good as Frozen, Frozen? okay.
0: I, I think I like uh, a lot of the music in Frozen better, but uh, I don't really like Frozen that much.
1: Okay, it's fine. It's in a Toy Story. <laughs> True, it's not a Pixar movie, right? It's like Pixar is just are releasing the ones you like. And then the Disney uh, made animated ones are like misses for you. Yeah. And not to say every Pixar is hitting for me either, but um,
0: it it definitely, I feel a a more magic and maybe those
1: movies, they are a little bit more adult skewed too. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they always kind of have something there for for the adults it seems like. Yeah, like explorations think... on death and meaning of life. So <laughs> <laughs> like, can yeah. you guys
0: fucking chill? <laughs> you don't need to like make my 5-year-old question his path <laughs> in life.
1: Um Yeah, yeah, cuz I know I jokingly was like, "Oh, is this like South American X-Men?" and uh here like it's not at all. It's so not. It doesn't it. Oh, they're like all, that. they all have superpowers. Okay. So it's like the X Men. And then, unfortunately, I guess it's not.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't feel like that. And that's too bad because it's one of those, like, a lot of the times, anytime in a movie the characters start with abilities, you know, a majority of them are going to lose said abilities. That's like uh. just if someone doesn't have powers when the movie starts well they tend to gain them but uh-huh. like that's that's what sucks
1: it's not a, a rule set in stone but it's often what happens okay so what you're saying is if they did it in Encanto 2 it would be an ex south american x-men movie um i forget how they, it ended no they wouldn't, wouldn't they wouldn't metroid their powers <laughs> oh no they don't have powers anymore fuck
0: Listen, I'm not here to spoil Encanto for anybody. <laughs> I won't tell you because I forgot. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just I only watched a YouTube explainer of it. That's why I didn't
1: like the music. You you, you watched a YouTube video that was like uh, ten reasons why Encanto sucks, and yeah. it was the only Encanto video about it With being negative. Bonus eleven reason too. <laughs> Stick around for the eleventh bonus
0: reason. <laughs> And buy some Raycon earbuds. <laughs> uh, so that's Encanto. Uh can't wait for you to check it out, Chris, and say, what's the problem, Joe? Why don't you have a heart? You're a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it because it's Colombian. I don't know. Do the Mexicans and Colombians have beef? <laughs> Maybe that's it.
1: Chris, what else have you been watching? Uh, I watched the first three episodes of The After Party.
0: Oh yeah, the uh the detective Tiffany Haddish show on yeah, Apple Plus. Yeah, the who
1: done it Apple Plus Apple TV Plus show. Yeah, with a crazy cast. Yeah, heavy hitters of comedy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, um Ike Barnholtz, Lana Glazer, Ben Schwartz, Dave Franco. Pretty uh pretty crazy.
0: And from what I understand, every episode is like a different genre,
1: yeah, sorta. so so far basically it's it's um about a twenty a thirty year high school reunion, i think it's twenty year um and uh or twenty five but anyways, it's a bunch of uh people getting reunited at their high school, and Sam Richardson's character is basically like. I'm coming back because the the girl that I loved in high school is getting a divorce, and she's going to be there, and I'm going to see if sparks will fly again. Um, and Dave Franco's character is basically a a pop star who nice. went the route of like a Justin Bieber esque uh, pop star was is very famous and popular. Um, and he has a mansion. This takes place, I guess, in Marin. Okay. So Bay Area, yeah. local stuff. So um, Dave Franco's character, after the re- high school reunion party at their high school, has like an after party at his house. The after where, party. Yeah, the show gets its name. Uh, but yeah, so a person is murdered. Everyone is, you know so the, the show everyone's starts with someone a getting suspect. murdered and everyone's a suspect. Tiffany Haddish comes in. She's going to figure it out. Uh, and so she first, you know, interviews Sam Richardson to see how his night went. So the first episode is through Sam Richardson's point of view. So basically it's a retelling of the night's events in the lens of like a romantic comedy. Mm, okay. and then uh, you have um, the second episode is Ar- uh, Ike Barnholtz. And his, uh, he's like the divorcing dad character. Usually. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so his character is like, seems to be very much into the Fast and Furious. So his story is like an action movie where yeah, he's, and- he's trying to reunite his family. And it's all about his family and his car. His cool car so it's it's really that's like the standout episode i would say that you definitely have to see (laughs) and then uh the third episode ben schwartz's character he's like uh he's like an up-and-coming musician who wants to collaborate with with dave franco's character because they were in a ska band together when they were in high school Mm -hmm. and so his uh is like a musical episode so he's retelling the night's events and he's like singing throughout it with like the, all of the friends at the reunion, all singing and dancing with him and everything. Wow. But yeah, so it's really funny. The cast is great, and the the mystery is really cool because it's very layered. You you you'll see the events retold, and then you're like, oh, from this character's perspective, it's completely different. Or there is a total misunderstanding with these people, mm. or something like that. It's it's really fun. Yeah, I
0: love that style of show.
1: Yeah is it definitely worth watching
0: it's like the rashomon style is it as funny as the Uh last duel
1: (laughs) oh unfortunately i didn't (laughs) see the last duel, but (laughs) i don't think i don't think it's as funny as the last duel. Uh, and there are actually some legitimate moments of comedy in that oh yeah well i was gonna say no no character's haircut is really funny in this show so (laughs) yeah
0: no funny haircuts that's the next level Comedy yeah. haircuts.
1: Oh, although uh Dave Franco's character wears a uh a brimless hat. Oh, that's epic. Yeah, which is really cool. So <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah. That's next uh, but, too, people. Yeah, you gotta check it out. Yeah, that's
0: uh that's on the list. Maybe I'll treat myself tonight to some Apple Plus. We'll see. I want to shout out, I saw a really cool movie I'm very hyped for. It just came on Shudder. Uh, and it's from a couple years back, I think, uh, four or five, The Last Matinee. And it's a Spanish-language movie, and it takes place in a movie theater where the projectionist sees that there's a murderer in there, killing people, and then all hell breaks loose.
1: Awesome. And I And Actually, I was going to buy this movie uh, a while ago when it was on sale, but I just never got around to it but it, it did look really good it's
0: really cool because i love any movie set in a theater those uh-huh. are just like they get me uh so i love yeah. that about it and it's very much just in the movie theater uh, so any like single location thing like that i love i'm always inspired by those as i've mentioned so that was cool about it and then the kills are really awesome um, so I would go check it out immediately. It is on Shutter, and you can probably find it for cheap on digital rental or, or something like that. Um, I I don't even want to spoil some of the kills and some of the moments, but there's like uh-huh. so many funny and cool moments. That's awesome. That's what you want in a horror okay. movie. Good kills.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, and I- Gotta check that out. I forget what the the actual title is. Oh, I have it up uh, just because you might. Almorir la matinee. That's the Spanish title. So you
1: might find it as, as either. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Chris, what else? Do you think you could only refer to it when you're talking to people as the last manatee? <laughs> you got to look it up. I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess let's see, I got two more things. Oh, I watched the new iDubbs documentary.
0: Yeah, who is it about? iDubs for people who don't know, he's a YouTuber and he does these longer form documentary videos.
1: Yeah. Um, so he did this one about a comedian named Sam Hyde. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but basically sure. the, the gist of it is he was a comedian who had a, sh- a show on Adult Swim very briefly called Million Dollar Extreme Presents World Peace in 2016.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it got canceled like halfway through its season. Because, I guess, apparently, Tim Heidecker and a lot of the other people on Adult Swim really didn't like it. and uh, I think I
0: remember some controversy, and this must have been the show.
1: Yeah. Where, yeah, it was like... (sighs) Basically, there's like, the the people in it had ties to, like, alt-right stuff. Yeah. And they were like... Like, yeah. So, basically, a lot of the other um, Adult Swim people... That have been around for a long time kind of like condemned it and then it they adult swim didn't want to take the heat and they just canceled the show straight yeah
0: that was the height of trumpism stuff right or like as it yeah as it started and tim heidecker is super vocal on twitter about yeah that type of stuff
1: yeah um so so the thing that's really strange is like i don't I vaguely remember the name of this show, but I never had heard about any of this controversy. So um, I dubs is his name's Ian. He, he went out to do a shoot a thing with this guy, Sam Hyde, who he now has a YouTube channel. That's like really big. And he just, just does YouTube comedy, but his, I was, his stuff is really interesting. Cause it's like, it's like this psycho fever dream where you mix like Tim and Eric show with like, like Bam's friends in from Jackass, like Ray mm-hmm. Kion and those guys. It's like, it's like the aggression of those guys with like Haggard in those movies, yeah. with like the the like odd cutting style of like Tim and Eric and stuff like that. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's really interesting. But anyways, the documentary. I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's very different and weird, and. It's the the problem I guess with it is that he doesn't ever really get to like peel back the layers to really see who Sam Hyde is underneath his like comedian persona or like how, how he is he acts. kind of putting on a an act. Yeah, yeah. So he he is kind of just this character and it's it, who knows if that is actually him all the time, but it does definitely seem like he is just that guy all the time. He's always on. Mm. And so part of the documentary is about him having the trouble of, like, really getting to be one-on-one with him and and get to the core of him. Yeah. But it's, it's super fascinating and interesting to see how he works and all that stuff. And I guess, uh, like, the week before or two weeks before Ian put out this documentary, Sam Hyde put out a video that was like 2 hours of him with i dubs when uh ian came to visit him and he recorded his own like counter um. documentary basically <laughs> so yeah
0: really interesting though yeah i would uh, suggest um if you are interested in i dubs work start with uh full force that's the best i dubs documentary
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: uh, as far as far as like really getting to know somebody, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, cool. That's iDubbbz. Check, just give it a Google in the YouTube. Um, let's see, I've got a couple more things, or we could just jump into the review. How are you feeling? Um, did you want to talk about Nightmare Alley real quick? Let's do that. Maybe? I wasn't sure if you'd, uh, yeah, if we'd get that we could do that because we both watched it, the new Guillermo del Toro, the GDT movie up on HBO Max. I wanted to see it when it came out in theaters. I think you had, uh, yeah, shown that interest as well. Uh, what did you think of
1: Nightmare Alley? Um, I think I really enjoyed the first third of it, and then could not care less about the second and third parts of this movie. Mm. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think I tend to agree. I, uh, there's a lot of the first third that is cool as all the circus stuff. Um, But I was a little surprised. I didn't know what I was expecting for the movie yeah. i think you know when you just know enough about a movie i think actually oh. even i talked to a guy in the park who spoiled the movie for me but you know when you don't remember something like that until you're like right. you're watching it and you're like oh yeah they, he they told me this would happen you don't even know to contextualize it you're just like
1: okay sure yeah yeah
0: and then it was uh then i'm like okay he, that was the ending um <laughs> oh, uh man. but uh you know for it to start so far back i thought it was going to be a movie where he's already like a noir movie where he's already a mentalist and then gets caught up in things uh-huh. so i think i was a little like tired to go through before that happened yeah you know right and yeah. then it's Cause... like when you spend so much time with a character like that where you're know, uh-huh. like seeing him grow and get abilities uh-huh. i don't know there's like a an attachment that grows to the character where it almost feels like you want them to succeed. You should want them to succeed. Cause you've like virtue. put in the
1: work and effort of watching them go through the, the, the process of getting to where they are.
0: Yeah. But you're never feeling that in this movie because the guy's a shithead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of uncomfortable. And it's that type of um uh like, a lot of gangster movies will be this way where it's just bad people and oh they got what was coming to them or you Uh know bad things ended up happening that you're just kind of like okay i guess i didn't really need to go through that journey yeah i didn't really feel that so i felt like that for most of it but the way the movie ends won it over for me where i still don't love the movie but i do really appreciate it as a as a work, just because I thought they he stuck the landing, the yeah, it really circles back in the end. Yeah, it's like, okay, I could
1: see this has more <laughs> of a point than just
0: if uh, it just ended badly.
1: Well, because well, what's funny is like the ending, there would be no ending if they didn't attach the first third of that movie that is like irrelevant onto it. Yeah, yeah, so it's it like it. <laughs> he just had like a, a beginning and end, and then it was like, what should we put in the middle? Uh, just some. Typical con man bullshit that's yeah. in every fucking con man movie, and you're like, okay,
0: yeah, in a way, it all feels a all the interesting
1: little... stuff is like the beginning, basically. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it feels a little too classic, and uh. like as the movie goes on, and that's why I do want to see the black and white versions that they're playing in theaters because I feel like it's just would feel like a different movie, too. And maybe that classical feel it has, you know, matching it with the look would maybe be more uh. I don't know novel. Uh huh. But yeah, I think yeah. it's it, it's good. But yeah, I just wasn't in love with it. Um.
1: So ultimately, yeah. that's where I land. Yeah, I think uh, like part of the sadness about it for me is like I was looking forward to it because I was like, oh, a, a Carney movie with Willem Dafoe, Ron Perlman, Tony Collette. Rooney Mara as like these like strange carnival people. That's cool. That sounds awesome. That's going to be weird. Guillermo del Toro. He's perfect at doing very strange stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And then the first third Bradley Cooper leaves that all behind and you're like, wait, why? don't go, please. And they're never in the, basically never in the movie <laughs> yeah. again. And Are they, like, those cool characters, aren't you know? they? Yeah, you're like, oh, these guys were interesting. I thought we were going to get a movie with these guys. And then there is like, they don't matter, really. And then you're like, what the fuck? Also, the fact that, like, I was excited to see Richard Jenkins in it, but then he's just this, like, shitlord. I was like, god damn it. But really,
0: I was I was loving seeing that from him. Like, uh-huh. well, true, him yeah, because like, Awful! This awful guy. Yeah, he's usually so soft. He's always caring. like soft
1: and lovable and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I That's thought that true. was awesome. Also, the fact that him and Mary Steen Steenberger in it, who are the parents in, uh, um, uh, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too bad they don't get to uh, actually meet in this
0: movie. But it would have been funny if what happened to Mary Steenberger happened in Step Brothers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's actually Step Brothers' deleted <laughs> scene. <laughs> this
0: is how we leave them, honey. Spoilers. Sorry.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, so it's like there's some good in this movie, but I think ultimately if I knew beforehand that it was just going to be a con man movie, I would be have been far less interested in, in watching it. And that's yeah. the other thing is that I – it got into this ter- con man territory, and I was like, oh, is there going to be, like, this crazy long con where, like, he knew Kate Blanchett or something the whole time or something just real crazy right. to make it really be like, oh, okay, this is how it's different than every con man movie. And then there isn't that. And
0: really? I'm... She's just like, you pissed me off, so I fucked <laughs> yeah. you over. Spoilers again. It's so funny, though, that that's just basically like, oh, remember when you were a dick to me?
1: Well... <laughs> Uh, yeah I, mean, I, I, was, I was like sad that Rooney waste of Rooney Mara's time too yeah
0: it would have been a cool movie I mean it sucks to talk about like oh what kind of what movie it could have been but staying yeah. in the uh, carnival and them running a scam there that gets out of control you yeah because we like that we like being in the carnival we liked when he's dealing with the sheriff and yeah telling him like mentalizing whatever he did Mentos <laughs> mentals all right. lentils Joe turn him <laughs> off uh, yeah let's move on yeah away from Nightmare Alley far away from it because that's where you get geeked and let's get into our review of Jackass I think it's time to get into Jackass for ever alright so this is the story of a girl a river, around the whole world this is Jackass Forever, um, I mean, I think it's pretty clear to me what your thoughts on the Jackass series is. Um, but uh, tell everybody else.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you and I both love it. Seen, have seen it all. Enjoy all the the side stuff, all of like uh, CKY back in the day. Yeah, formative, um,
0: all this stuff.
1: Like many yeah.
0: people of our generation.
1: Yeah um one thing that i do like that i feel like a lot of people who like jackass haven't experienced is if you get the um the collection of it it's it's what's a bummer is that they filmed it in like digital eight or something so it'll never be high definition the old show a lot
0: of it's such shitty footage (laughs) some of that footage was never even made made to air
1: yeah they didn't even put all of what was shown on TV into the DVD collections that are of the show. And there's even like a, an extra DVD that's like the lost tapes. That's like a collection of, of sketches that didn't have like music. They didn't have the rights oh. for the music anymore and stuff like that. Or like were too controversial or whatever. Um, but what's funny with the, the collection of the show is that it's just sketches. It's not like here's the first episode. Here's the second episode. It's like here's mm-hmm. just forty sketches on the first disc, and then forty on the second disc. And then there's there's commentary by pretty much the whole cast, <clears throat> and they're clearly all like in a room with their own mics, just watching it and then talking over it. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is like each disc is probably like f- you know forty minutes long, but the commentary is just them talking over it for like 20 minutes and then the commentary just ends and then and it's still going (laughs) but they're like they're like let's move on to the next disc and they don't even even tell you like it's over or something but there's a lot of really cool insight to like what they did and how they did stuff and how they got in trouble or got into shit when they were trying to film stuff but yeah
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, this it was such a this Wild Boys, you know, came to my mind when I was watching this newest movie. Uh-huh. Just really formative TV shows that we emulated. It's kind of bizarre to think that it has lasted so long and left such a cultural footprint, where it's even the type of thing that parents are sharing with their kids. You know, because they're like our generation who have kids who are like, Uh get a kick out of it. And for it being what it is, like, it's really terrible stuff. Yeah. And I really think it's the there's a kindness and a love that seeps through all of the work from whether Um. it's Jackass, Wild Boys, uh, CKY, maybe less so a little bit but there's a genuine love so it, does, it never feels fully uncomfortable you know if they were all dicks to each other like those uh, <clears throat> those uh, prankster guys no, the notorious pranksters <laughs> fuck i can't remember the play it back i was making a joke about those pran- those five like middle-aged prankster guys oh uh impractical jokers impractical jokers <laughs> god <Okay>. damn it <laughs> can we take it okay take it back yeah uh, they're they're not assholes like those impractical joker guys (laughs) still didn't land but uh yeah there's just i think that's why it's endured and Mm -hmm. it's something that can be shared and is so like across all demographics enjoy it and that's probably that's of course it's just funny too and people like seeing people get hurt but i think there's a lot of things that are similar to that that have not lasted and it's like, if these yeah. guys didn't care for each other and love each other and want to support each other doing these things, they would have dropped like flies off of, they wouldn't be here 20 years later. Yeah, and that's, that's a big difference to that staying power too. Um, So let's yeah. get into the movie itself. Jackass forever. Chris, what did you think of Jackass forever?
1: Uh, so the thing is like. I I loved every minute of it, but I don't think that I would, like, if I had to give it, like, a score or something, I don't think it would be as high when I'd have to compare it to the other jackass movies, I guess is, is how I feel. It's like I, I loved it, loved seeing it, loved all the new people. You know, there was never a time where I was like, who's this new guy? Fuck that or anything like that. The The new people I thought were awesome. And it gives I like the movie because it gives me hope that like they can keep doing this. they just don't necessarily need to have all of the older guys doing the stuff mm-hmm. forever too you know so like that that's a cool aspect of it. but at the same time too, it's like there's this like bittersweetness to seeing the older guys do stuff where you're like, man, this is like really too dangerous. And I'm like, actually like I've never <laughs> yeah. been scared for their lives before until like this one. And I was like, Oh, maybe like you guys have proven yourselves. Like you don't need to do this. Yeah. There's there's like specifically like the Knoxville bit with the bull that they showed, in like the trailers, mm-hmm. like that was the, the main one where I seriously was like, Oh man, like don't do this. Yeah. Actually. It's not Very fun. Seriously. <laughs> don't do this. You know, it's like you—you you don't need to prove it, man. You—you are—you're—you're you're him. You're like you're Johnny Knoxville. Like you don't need this. This is yeah. necessary. Uh, and I guess he—he he got like very injured and was like in the hospital for a month or something after that incident. <laughs> and I guess he was like on Howard Stern doing an interview where he was saying that he was like really depressed after it happened. And it, it just kind of was like, man, that that is like the reality that we don't see in these movies. Mm-hmm. That is kind of scary to be like that they do get fucked up physically where I'm like, I, I love that they have new people. And I'm like, yeah, that's you guys. That's a great idea. Like this pursue this idea more.
0: Yeah, seriously, because yeah, some of the stuff that's that's concussion, depression, You know, like, that's some shit that that's CTE uh, type of stuff. So, yeah, I I agree with you there. And, yeah, I think this movie does such a great job at doing that handoff to the new people. Mm. And there's an overall weird quality that the Jackass films and show can accomplish that you have to give credit to the creative team. Like, um, what is the director, Jeff? Jeff Tremaine, Jeff Tremaine. Yeah. You know, he's done, and he's done a lot outside of that too. in the, the reality realm, that's really solid. What they're able to do is perfectly encapsulated in the opening sequence where they are legitimately drawing you into a narrative with, with the opening that feels like a, a typical movie while layering on their stunts, and then pulling the curtain back just enough to show you how the stunts being done while it's happening to make it funnier. And then going back in. And yeah. that's just like, that takes some balls to do Hey, but it's, uh <laughs> that takes a lot of skill to be able to know when to show certain things when you're um juggling narrative stunts and, uh, breaking the fourth wall with it and it's done really well and that's kind of how all of it goes it's like the movie in the middle of the movie is essentially like hey these are the new guys like they're they're you need to know them because we're not we're not able to do this anymore they don't literally say that but that's how it feels that's how it plays it's not smooth it doesn't feel like it it feels exactly like what it should and it's like it works yeah, it still works. So you're like, no, this is—you've mastered this vibe, and you've mastered the the direction that you guys are doing in this.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, any standout uh, bits
1: for you? Um, yeah. Well, so there's a couple things. Like, there's more dicks in this movie than all of their movies combined. Oh yes, support, so many dicks. And... Which is an interesting choice, and I'm not to say that I, like I'm mad about it. I thought it was great, but it was like very interesting that they're like, we could here here's an appendage on us that we can mutilate possibly, and it'll be okay because our lives won't be in danger.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, the last piece of flesh that is uh, not torn, and the stuff, yeah. the stuff they do to their dicks. I'm like, oh my god, I would. <laughs> i would never is that permanent damage did you consult anybody about the threat of permanent damage uh it's very scary but yeah that stood out to me a lot was like so many dicks and you know there is something very incredible about seeing a close-up of a big dick on the big screen you Uh never get that chance true yeah bruno maybe
1: yeah, that's it. If they put Euphoria on uh, in theaters, yeah. <laughs> you see plenty of dicks. So. But what?
0: Yeah, those really like brightly lit close-ups. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's not cinematic lighting; it's brightly lit. <laughs> and I was in the second row of like a s- classic small theater where there's oh, not okay. even
1: any space. It was big <laughs> in my view. Yeah, I saw it at AMC Prime, dude. It was prime dick. In my face. That's why they call it that. Yeah.
0: And the P P is like a dick that's curled into the shape of a P. (laughs)
1: They're begged to take it down. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so the other thing is, like, it is the first movie without Ryan Dunn or Bam. So, like, there is this, like, this like difference in the movie with that too where i don't know like you don't even have like bam's parents or like the rest of his friends doing like a, a bit or two and right. you know this time also which is interesting cuz it's like before this that third movie you're you're like man it's crazy that like all of these guys are still alive and none of them have like gotten fucked over with like drug use or stuff like that.
0: Some of them are better.
1: Yeah. steve better now. Yeah. Steve-O has been clean since I think like the second movie or something. And it's like, it's crazy that there you're, this is the first movie where you are having the people missing because of stuff like that. And it, and it's like kind of sad, but cool that they get to fill it with new people that, love it just as much like i know that that uh zach guy the bigger dude mm-hmm. he was like on twitter and stuff like that forever named zach ass and he was always doing crazy stunts oh really? it's like that's what got him on the show and he's it's like yeah he's he is just like them so it works yeah perfect. poopies yeah yeah that guy was awesome jasper and uh
0: what's it, what was his yeah. dad's
1: name oh yeah uh Dark Shark was Dark that Shark,
0: yeah. So awesome. really good, really good to be able to hang out, hang out with a Dark Shark. Uh, it, I felt like Aaron McGahey really stepped up to the plate in this movie too. Danger oh yeah, Aaron. Like it almost felt like they were like, "Hey man, I think you can take a few more blows than us." Do yeah. you mind? Because he was That's really true. getting his ass kicked.
1: Yeah. I feel like in the show, they would always kind of, like, if if all of the big guys don't want to do it, they make him do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bigger ones. And, and then he'd always be, like, the last guy. And they're like, you have to because none of us are going to do it. So you have to. <laughs> yeah. And it's always like, I don't want to do this, guys. But uh, it's, it is interesting because I don't think I've seen, I mean, I guess it's since the last Jackass, people on in a film showing true fear. Yeah you know, that's like another aspect of what's so uh such a spectacle of these movies is like the, the them being truly afraid.
0: Yeah and this lives, one too. has
1: these like things. psychological torture in <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah that'll scar them uh, mentally <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> much worse than we can ever understand. Yeah it's it was I mean you could
0: hear it like I'm not going through that door. Like, no, it's yeah. not a good door. It's like, oh, it, it felt like um, the end of uh, the Berserk anime
1: series when <laughs> yeah. they're all in hell. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God. Johnny Knoxville is Griffith. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all uh, uh, being that. attacked by demons. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I think my favorite bit they did was that, that lights out one. The... uh mm
0: it Siles just keeps adding
1: one yeah just such great such like great natural comedy of like aaron being like there's a door here let's go david he's like yeah i'm not going through that fucking door yeah. dude like just so perfect how, how they... yeah
0: one guy who's so desperate that he will go through the door that he knows is probably <laughs> fucked. Yeah. and then one guy is so scared he's not gonna go at all it's it was really funny, yeah. And it I think Johnny Knoxville like puts a snake on uh zach <laughs> like a fake snake or something. Oh yeah, he, he like clips him. his nipple. Yeah, his yeah. thing is like oh, fuck, it
1: bit me. Oh, it bit me. And it, like <laughs> he he changes completely. Yeah. Uh Yeah, th- and the the thing is like those are definitely my favorite. Is when they do some sort of elaborate prank that's that does fuck with them more mentally than it is just getting hit in the dick or something. Mm. It's like those are the ones that are always my favorites. Is like when they really like are creative and are are have to plan a lot and and do elaborate shit.
0: Yeah, especially because <laughs> they know that the guys are gonna sniff stuff out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you're and you're thinking like. It's fucking Dave England and Aaron McGee. like they're going to be fine. And, but they're not, they're yeah. really not fine. It's amazing that like they're veterans of this and they're still like, no, this fucking <laughs> sucks. This is the worst.
0: It never gets easy. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and
1: my, my crowd was really awesome. Oh, really? That's cool. Because when I saw it, I saw it at 11 AM showing and there was like 10 people in the theater. So mm, I feel like me and that's uh, a bad time. My friend, I I went with my cousin and my other friend, and we were like the ones laughing. I think the loudest. So that was kind of a bummer. And that, yeah. that I, I noticed throughout, like in the middle of the movie, like, man, this would have been so much better if it was a full audience and everyone's just busting up together. Yeah, because
0: I w- I went to like the first showing at the theater I went to, like on uh-huh. a Thursday. So, you know, it wasn't even packed. It was maybe a quarter to half full.
1: Okay. But yeah.
0: everybody was like, man, this is like prime time. Probably some people smoked or drank, you know, yeah. that type of time. And yeah. it was, uh, we were all laughing super loud. That's awesome. Yeah. that That's the one thing with a, a movie like that. I, I can't imagine like watching it alone in a theater or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Uh, And I don't often go to movies with people. Period. So,
1: yeah, yeah, because that's kind of the thing. Is like I didn't really want to go to see it with a lot of people because of like Omicron right now and stuff like that. So it was kind of this like double edged sword there. Of like I I want this, but I also don't want this. Yeah, it's, it's. I just started. I think was this the
0: first movie. I've seen in theaters in a long time.
1: I saw a in drive-in. a couple months, right? Yeah. Besides yeah. driving, yeah.
0: I think since Spider Man,
1: even. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Me
0: too. So being careful about it. Although over the weekend I did go to like a comedy show, my friend's comedy show, and it was Fred's oh, Okay. And yeah, um, it was packed in like a super small room, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> nice Jesus, <laughs> get me through this. But anyways, um, any other thoughts about Jackass?
1: Um, I guess just the odd choice of putting in that one scene where Bam is in it. Which scene was that? The treadmill when they're doing the marching band.
0: Oh, I don't even
1: realize he was in that. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't either. But my friend that I was with, he was like, was that Bam? And then I guess, yeah, he was in that that one. Because they did film a little bit with him before they decided to kick him off and then do it and i think covid and all that stuff they're like we'll just restart shooting again later but uh, right just it's like i mean that stunt was okay but like just weird that they would put him in if they're like he's not gonna be in this
0: yeah Uh, yeah and it's too bad it's too bad about that situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I hope he's going to be better. I guess he's like in some sort of uh rehab place right now where he like doesn't get access to be able to talk with anyone outside. So That's hopefully healthy. this'll be enough to get him out of there. But yeah.
0: Bam. We're with you, brother. <laughs> As if we you know him. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I Jackass. Go see it. Go show everybody it's show your dad show your mom (laughs) such an awkward movie to watch with your parents (laughs) um well cool thank you for uh listening to that review of jackass forever chris what the hell's going on um let's see movies should be popping up now Oh, Moonfall. Yeah, yeah, we have still. Moonfall out too. Yeah. I know, Moonfall people want to hear though. our thoughts on Moonfall. I, I do want to see
1: it, and preferably in theaters. I, I do also. It's funny because I think it has like some sort of uh, like 30 to 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is funny because, like, if you look at all of Roland Emmerich's other movies, they're all like the same. They're like 30, 40%. <laughs> they're, they're stupid, fun movies, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like you know exactly what you're getting. It's going to be some visual spectacle of destruction
0: yeah ridiculous (laughs) that where they outrun weather and things of that
1: nature that's what he does uh what's weird is that he like recently shit talked marvel stuff too i did see that pop up i didn't read the full interviewer
0: quote um yeah and i now wait to hear those because and or not wait uh, if i want if i care about it i'll go
1: and read the full one at this point like i just assume every director that isn't directing marvel stuff hates it so it's like when they say stuff like that now i'm like it's not a fucking surprise to anyone dude and also like you know you are you like what are you really saying here especially roland emmerich the guy who makes visual spectacle he's just yeah he's a weird one it's like you of all people are gonna are gonna shit it on it yeah but it's like this is what you do technically
0: yeah. It's I, not I, part of a franchise. I do think, yeah, most of the gripes really come from um theatrical run stuff and how uh those Marvel movies eat up uh theater space. Yeah and, and all that. But right. yeah, it is a very weird thing for him to even comment on, just given the nature of his movies. Cause it's like, dude, let's see a Roland Emmerich Marvel movie. You would be perfect. <laughs> Edit.
1: Just
0: just go ahead and do it.
1: Uh, So this week, um, it looks like Death of the Nile comes out. Oh, a little uh, um, mystery, right? Yeah, another Who Done It with Army Army Hammer, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he is. He is in it. He is in it, despite them really not wanting him to be. Oh yeah, they don't. That the trailer, so he's never shown in it. But yeah, Kenneth Kenneth Branagh. I think he's direct. Yeah, directing it also because he also did. He's playing that same detective, Hercule. Yeah, Perot.
0: Yeah, from uh, I didn't really care for the new Murder Murder on the the Orient Express. Express. Yeah, Yeah, I I never watched fine, but I didn't love it. Like compared to a Knives Out murder mystery. Okay.
1: Uh, but yeah, it depends. Yeah, Knives how much you Out like really, uh, really was like top tier whodunit, and then the, everything else is like very below it, huh? Well, because it it was modern. Yeah,
0: and maybe part of it's like that. These are usually period pieces, too, yeah. and like it's trying to aim to be something classic. But no, we don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes aiming yeah. for the classic is
1: is not a. Not good.
0: All right. Well, oh, yeah, uh, Gal... we'll go. Oh, well. Good.
1: I was just going to say Gal Gadot is in it too. Yeah. She's prominent on there. Russell I'm sure. Brand.
0: <laughs> oh, Oh Lord. Russell Brand. I know the secrets to the universe. All you have to do is, you know, eat gum, not drink alcohol. Pretty good. <laughs> Perfect. I thought I was talking to him. Uh, that was my Gal Gadot. All right. So yeah, we'll probably watch that or Moonfall, I imagine. Hit us up on the interwebs and tell us what movie you think we should review or if we should check something out. Uh, you can find Chris at rebirthproject.com. Just kidding. <laughs> at rebirthproject, me at Joe Cabello. Check out my timeline. I just uh, wrote an article I had released about Letterkenny being a uh, adaptation of King Arthur. Why would anybody spend their time write, writing something like that? Well, I did. So go check it out and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.